Hey, my name is Lizzie Smiley, and I absolutely love helping people connect with their calling and all the tools they need to kick roadblocks and excuses right out the door so they can cultivate the life they dream about. If you want to launch, grow, pivot, or scale your Etsy shop, or you've always wanted to develop the mindset and skills to run your own business, then I'm your girl. I've had that entrepreneurial spirit going strong since my very first lemonade stand, and now I'm a work-at-home mama with multiple online companies and a full-time Etsy shop, all while being present with my kids for the everyday chaos and most important milestones. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things business, mindset, Etsy, creativity, dazzling our customers, and so much more. There's plenty of room at this table for you, so scooch on in and let's go. I'm holding nothing back. Welcome to How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. I'm so glad you're here. Surprise, you guys! I'm dropping a special podcast today that you didn't know was coming, and that's so fun, and I'm totally having a pinch me moment. I don't know. Sometimes everything aligns, and I step into favor, and something magical like this happens, and I'm so excited to get to share it with you. So I had the privilege of bringing on the podcast my own personal business coach. Her name is Jennifer Allwood, and I have been in her training for 10 years now. She is tried and true. She has helped me build multiple six-figure businesses. She is just the she's just everything for me. Um, there is no one else I trust that I go to more that I learn from their teachings. And so I took a risk and I asked if she'd be willing to come on the podcast because I started out as a creative entrepreneur, just like you, right? Just a creative business owner. And she helped me so much because that is her sweet sauce. Okay. She specializes in creative business. That was where she started. You're going to love her story. And she said, yes, I couldn't believe it. I'm, I'm so grateful, but she said yes. So let me tell you a bit about her in case you don't know her yet. By the end of this, you're going to feel like she is a gal pal and I know you're going to want to follow her, but First of all, Jennifer lives in Kansas City, Missouri with her husband, Jason. They've been married for 24 years. They have four kids and two obnoxious golden doodles. (laughs) She's been so funny. Dogs are a a more recent thing in their family, and she has just fallen in love with them. Um, And she hadn't been a pet person prior, so it's super cute to watch. She has been featured in Forbes, The Washington Times, The Huffington Post, and ABC News, just to name a few. She is a business coach teaching women how to use social media to make money in eight different ways online. Hello, do we need more of this? Yes, we do. She's found freedom in her business, her time, and her finances. And what started as a desire to make more money than what she was making in a local painting company eventually led to a multi-seven-figure-a-year coaching business where she now teaches other women how to build a business online also. Today, Jennifer is able to use her social media following of over half a million people, her podcast, The Jennifer Allwood Show, with nearly 4 million downloads, her coaching groups with thousands of members, and her number one best-selling book, Fear Is Not the Boss of You, which you've heard me talk about before, to help other women do for their businesses what she has done in hers. And more than that, she's just the real deal. This is someone I trust. This is someone I listen to. This is someone who's not failed me over the test of time. So... I, I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to, I'm going to bring Jennifer on because this is a really special day and I'm really glad to share it with you. So help me welcome Jennifer Allwood to the podcast. Jennifer, I, okay. I'm having a minute. I can't believe we're sitting here together, but thank you so much for being here today. (laughs) Well, thanks for asking me. I'm excited. 
this is gonna be fun. It's gonna be so fun. And I need my listeners to buckle their seatbelts because this is you you have so much wealth to share. And I have to tell you, oh man, that's pressure. That's pressure. No, no, there's no pressure because here's the thing. You're just this magical unicorn and it's just going to happen. You don't have to even try, but, um, I need to tell you that, like, I don't even know how many years ago, uh, many, many years ago when, um, you had Rachel Hollis on your podcast and you were telling us in your group, you were like, okay, I never thought Rachel would ever say yes to me, but I just felt like I was going to ask and I was just going to take the risk and jump for it and see what happens. And she said, yes. And she came on and promoted her girl, wash your face. And it really, that was before she exploded. Yeah. But it was like, I really stuck with me. And so I had to ask, and I'm just like, thank you for saying yes. (laughs) Well, thank you for asking, you know, and I've just gotten into a habit of trying to ask, um, And sometimes I forget and I have to have people even remind me. So this morning I actually asked our mayor of Kansas city where I live to come on my podcast. So him and I could have an open discussion about him keeping our kids masked up at school and me wanting to get the mask off of my kids at school. And it was, but I wouldn't even have thought of it, but it was my friend, Carrie, who actually teaches like podcasting stuff. She's like, Jen, you've got almost 4 million downloads on your podcast. Ask him to come on your podcast. And I'm like, I never even, I never would have thought of that. Like, thank you for encouraging me. So, you know, I try to encourage others to do it, but I also need encouraged as well. And so it's just, you know, you can't, you won't ever know until you ask. And the Bible says we receive not because we ask not. So I'm trying to get myself in the habit of just asking, um, you know, big questions and for big things and we'll just see what happens. So, well, it's, it's a rubbing off by osmosis. (laughs) (laughs) It's contagious. I mean, I've been following you forever. Um, I've been working with you for, since like 2012, something like that. And your, um, your story, your progression, like watching you go from faux painter to running yeah. a painting business, to selling DIY videos, to becoming yeah. this business mogul, published book author. It's, <laughs> it's wild, us, isn't it? It's wild. So yeah. cool. Tell, uh, tell us your story. Tell us how this all sure. came together. Yeah. So I had no intention or thought of ever like being an entrepreneur or business owner. I felt like I was, you know, I was raised in the seventies. I just turned 50. So, you know, we, I was kind of raised in a household where you, um, you graduate from high school, you either go to college or get a job. If you go to college, you get a job after that and you stay at that job and you get your, you know, little raise every year. And you know, your two weeks of PDOs and you work hard and work long and eventually you retire and die. Like that's kind of how, you know, it, things were set up. I know that sounds harsh, but a lot of your listeners, they'll be able to relate to that. Yes. It's not that I had bad parents. It's not, it's not that it's just that that's what they were conditioned for also. And so I actually um, went to college uh, right out of high school, blew my scholarship my first year, Lizzie, because, you know, I was a knucklehead. I mean, let's just be honest. And um, I had been, I'd lived a very sheltered upbringing and I got to college and I'm like, Oh my Lord, it is a very big world out here. And and let's have fun. And so I blew my scholarship. And um, so I was in my middle twenties when I went back to college, the Lord's been so good to me and um, graduated when I was 30 top of my class with a degree in computer-based information systems. Now, the truth of the matter was I hated computers and this was 20 years ago, but in my head, I was like, but I want to be able to make money and like good money. And I don't want to live paycheck to paycheck. And I want a vacation and I want a nice house. And I loved houses. I bought my first home when I 
was 21 years old, which you probably know that, you know, I could barely afford the mortgage, let alone decorating. And that's where I actually learned how to like decorate and paint and do things for myself. Because when you're 21 years old with a mortgage and all your friends are still at the bar, you know, at quarter margarita night, which I did that too, but you know, there just was a lot of pressure um, to be able to make the mortgage. But then I also realized, okay, I have champagne taste on a Budweiser budget. Like (laughs) how do I make my house beautiful when I can't afford it? I can barely afford the mortgage. So, you know, I had my best friend as a roommate and I learned how to thrift. And then, you know, I'd buy things at the thrift store and learn how to like paint them. And, and that's when HGTV was kind of breaking out also. And so it was perfect timing. And so what ended up happening is um, right before I graduated at age 30 with my business degree, you know, in computer-based information systems, I had seen some people at a home show in Kansas city and they had a decorative painting school where they teach you how to paint your cabinets, paint your walls, you know, paint furniture. And I remember standing in their booth thinking, where has this been all my life? Like my heart was beating fast. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is speaking my total love language. I want to have painted cabinets. I want to make my walls look like stone. I want to paint my furniture, you know, with these Harlequins and stuff on top. And so those people had a painting school about an hour away from Kansas city. And I told my husband, do you care if I go thinking in my head so that I can make our house even prettier when what actually God did is I got there and was like so obsessed with what they were teaching and the ability of paint to change and transform a space that I came home from a two-day weekend class. I told my husband, I think I want to start a painting company. And he was like, really? I mean, your graduation's next month. And I'm like, yeah, I hope, but maybe I could just like do this on the side. Maybe I could just make a little money with it. And I think that's where a lot of people start, including a lot of your listeners. Maybe I'll just do this little thing and we'll see what happens. So I did the little thing for a year or two until I got laid off from my day job as a computer, you know, programmer, developer, I actually did software development. So that was my title. I can't imagine you in that role. I cannot in my head. Oh, Lizzie, it was so bad. I mean, I liked it because I felt fancy. I had a pager and I wore pantyhose and I was the only woman in, you know, an entire um, group of men because that field then software development was predominantly men. I'm also very used to that. I have two brothers and four step brothers. And, you know, I had two, uh, a lot of boys, um, that I had later on, but anyway, so I was used to being like the only female. So I liked, you know, I liked it, but I was like dead on the inside. I was like, Oh Lord, I just, I hate it. I would go to work and I would sit there and I feel like I'm relatively bright. So I work fast. I talk fast. I think fast. I work fast. So I'd get so mad because, you know, you had to wait until five o'clock to leave. And I'm like, why, why am I being penalized for me being faster at thinking and getting my work done quicker than everybody else? Like I'm done at three o'clock. Why do I just have to sit here and waste your time? So, you know, in that time I would Google things about, um, decorative painting and, and how to do that. And, and then I would, I thought to myself, you know what, I should probably get like a company name. So I figured out the name of the magic brush. And then I thought, I wonder if I should have like business cards. Like, how do I do that? And so I would Google, like, how do you make a business card? And they were so bad, Lizzie. Oh my gosh, they were so bad and cheesy. But then I would like have somebody ask me to do a mural at their house and I'd leave them with a couple business cards and they'd give their neighbors and they'd give their neighbors. And then all of a sudden people are calling me to do work on the weekend. And I would tell my husband, this is so weird. So then when I got laid off from the job that I hated, I thought, well, while I wait to interview and get hired for the new job that I'm also going to hate, let me just see what would happen if I tried to do this like painting business full time. And so I was just you know, the thing is I was, I was younger and dumber and I just didn't even really, I think Lizzie understand what I was doing. Um, but I knew I, I didn't really want to go back to a pantyhose and pager job. And so I thought, well, what if I could just make a little bit of money 
maybe I could kind of delay that a little bit. And so I literally showed up at the doorsteps of interior designers in Kansas city. I went to the yellow pages. I ripped them out. I remember doing it and I would either call them or show up on their doorstep and show them my paint samples and ask them if they had any projects they would want me to work on. And within just a couple of months, we were, I was completely booked out for months in advance. I got a great job offer to go back to, you know, the pantyhose and the pager from the CEO of, um, a major organization here in Kansas city. And I, you know, it was a great job offer. And in my gut, I just told my husband, I just, I don't want to. And he's like, honey, don't. So I didn't. And so I started this painting company full time. And shortly thereafter got pregnant with our oldest son, Noah. So then I was like, oh my gosh, we're doing a house. that's going to be on the parade of homes in Kansas city. It actually won the best home in Kansas city. It was all over in the magazines and newspaper. And that really launched the painting company. But, um, I can remember thinking, you know, I just don't know how long we'll be able to like make money at this, but right now we're kind of doing good. So how can I keep it going while I, you know, I'm on maternity leave. And then we had our precious son, Noah. And I thought, oh, heck the no, I can't go back. Like I can't leave his beautiful little face. There's no chance I can do that. So then I'm like, but what if I just had like my sister-in-law go paint for me? Cause she went to the painting school with me and she did. And so I ended up owning that painting company for 17 years and I would get the work. And I had other women go out and paint for me. And um, I would either teach them or my sister-in-law and I would teach them together. And that worked really, really well until eventually it didn't because I was just tired of managing women. Right. And I was tired of lugging ladders to job sites. And, you know, we had three biological children and they would all go with mom to drop off scaffolding. And, you know, as you see 50, like looming in the future, you start thinking to yourself, I'm not going to be able to do this physically forever. Like to, to put yes. three levels of scaffolding up, to shimmy up, you know, tall ladders, to, to want to be lugging five gallons of paint in people's houses. And, you know, it was a good gig. We were on Extreme Home Makeover three different times for ABC. I had a client, uh, a client, a client. That was funny. A client. Let's, <laughs> let's trademark that word. We I had a client fly me to Belize one time during the Super Bowl. Um, and I yeah, completely, complete random stranger on the internet. And I said, the only way I would come is if Jason, my husband could go with me. So yes. they flew Jason and I down to Belize. We literally stayed in their home with them. And I looked at the house that they were building to give them an estimate on, you know, a project in their house. And so it was a really good gig, but I just remember Lizzie thinking to myself, there has to be a better way because I feel like I've got all these women out painting for me at the end of the painting company. I had eight women that worked for me, you know, Monday through Friday out painting these big, beautiful houses. And the truth is I wanted a big, beautiful house. I didn't want to feel guilty about wanting a big, beautiful house. By the time I, you know, tithed to our church, paid the taxes, paid all the ladies that worked for me, cut the decorators, their percentage, paid for the supplies. I'd look at my checking account. I I think, my goodness, this is a lot of stress being a business owner and having to make sure I have enough money to pay people and taxes and all the things for there not to be more money in that checking account. Mm -hmm. And um, I had been growing my social media, as you know, um, you know, uh, if you've followed me for a long time and thank you so much for that. So I was actually really good at Facebook and Instagram and people were starting to ask me, how do you have 200,000 people on Facebook? How do you have 300,000 people on Facebook? And so I decided to start teaching them in a monthly coaching group that I've now had for over five years called the inner circle, which you're part of. And um, I started teaching them how to grow their social media and basically how to build their business from the comfort of their home with, you know, a baby on a hip and their bra off if that's what they want. And just because there are ways of making money inside of the house. And, um, so I now teach women how to build their social media in my inner circle and then how to monetize their social media following, because people will get all these followers, but they won't, they don't know what to sell to them. Lizzie, like, how do I make money with us? 500 people on Facebook. So I teach eight different ways of making money 
um, in the online space. Cause I make money in eight different ways online. It's also biblical. If you look at Ecclesiastes 11, two, it says that we should have seven ways of bringing money into the storehouse. Yes. Even eight, it says. And then if you Google, like, what does the average millionaire, how many revenue streams does the average millionaire have? It's seven. And so, um, so that's what I teach in my better way program. And here we are today with, I have a team of, um, I think there's 10 people that work here at team Allwood and, um, yep. I have a book called fears about the boss of you and you know, life is really good. And it was really good then, but it's just a lot more fun now. <laughs> it's been such a, like, and I've been here for so much. It's been so fun to watch. I mean, I remember the DIY videos all yeah. over the place. Your feed was so fun to go to take a little coffee break to just escape the world. It's, it's been so fun, yeah. but okay. So the reason I really, really wanted to share you, um, <laughs> I really to share you to share you. I'm good. I'm shareable <laughs> with my listeners is because you taught me something, um, so many years ago now. So I started my Etsy shop back in 2015 and built it to like, it was a multiple six figure. We made great money. Um, it's yep. currently on vacation mode because we're pivoting and it's a good thing. And that's part of what you taught me. But, um, people ask me all the time. And I always think of you, they're actually already getting taught by you, which is such a, na- a natural little thing that, you don't want to necessarily put all your eggs in one basket. And people ask me every day, okay, so Lizzie, should I, shouldn't I have my own website instead of Etsy or where should I start? And I'm just like, well, you know, who should really tell you? I've told you my opinion. Let me have Jennifer Allwood tell you. you because she actually really knows. Yeah. So I would love for you to give a little bit of insight about what you think about that, about sure. should they start on Etsy? Should they start their own website? What, what way would you go? Well, here's what happens to a lot of women and men too. If you have some in your audience, if you're like me though, you have like two, am I like, Hey, you two guys, thank you for listening to my podcast. But what normally happens is people kind of stumble sometimes almost into the business part of things. Like maybe you've got listeners here who are making, you know, headbands for their daughter and then their neighbors ask them to make headbands for the daughter. And somebody says, Hey, you should literally, you should put those on Etsy. And they're like, really? And, and so they put them on Etsy. And so it's kind of like, it's just, it's sometimes it just, you kind of almost accidentally stumble into that, which is great until it isn't right. (laughs) And and so, and the, on the, what happens is sometimes then you get used to having your stuff in one place, like let's say on Etsy and you get used to maybe only showing them in one way, let's say Facebook, which was my baby for a long, long time. And, but then what happens is sometimes you get used to doing it a certain way. And what happens if your Facebook page goes away? I got in Facebook jail one time years ago, it was over Christmas break for three days, literally I just had that you violated the terms of service of Facebook. And I'm like, what? I'm a total rule follower. What did I do? What did I do? You know, and and couldn't figure out in retrospect, we know I did. I had copied and pasted the same response. People were asking me a question about a shirt or something. And I copied and pasted the same response over and over on my Facebook page. And that is a signal. You look like a bot. Yeah. That you are like a bot. And and so it shut me down for three days, but it scared the crap out of me, Lizzie. And that's when I started realizing, holy smokes, I can't just be on Facebook. They could take down what I've built overnight Mm -hmm. and I can't do a gosh darn thing about it. And so it showed me two things. It showed me never put all of your eggs into one basket and make sure I'm building a stinking email list. Yes. own website, uh, you know, you know, stuff that I own, because the truth is when we're on social media, it's just, it's just rented space. I mean, it's if Zuckerberg wakes up tomorrow and he decides, you know what, I am rich enough. Let's just shut it all down. He has every right to do that and can. And, but that, what that does to me is it makes me very, very vulnerable. And having been someone who has been laid off, also being married to someone who's been laid off twice and it, you know, layoffs never come at a good time, by the way, they always come like right before Christmas or when you're popping out another baby, you know what I mean? And Jason and I have had 
conversations. Like, I don't like feeling like somebody else is in charge of our future. I don't like feeling vulnerable. Um, the more, the older I get Lizzie, you know, the more I like become self-aware and, um, I really know that safety is one of my number one, like, yes, I have to have in my life. Yes. And for, it feels safer to me for me to bet on Jason and I, and then it does to be betting on somebody else who has the ability to shift on a dime and change our entire future. So if all of my eggs are into Facebook's basket, Facebook can shift on a dime and then I have nothing. If all of my eggs are in an Etsy basket, what if Etsy decides I violated something? I've gotten some bad reviews. I mean, I can't tell you how many women, because it's interesting. People DM me all the time when somebody's Etsy account has been shut down and they're yes. on Instagram talking about it. I get those consistently. I keep thinking about what you teach your ladies. And I'm like, yes, like I'm not anti Etsy. I'm anti you putting all of your eggs into any basket, whether yes. it's Etsy, Facebook, whether it's, you know, you only have one way of making money. Like don't, don't limit yourself like that because then it makes you vulnerable. And apparently I don't like being vulnerable. So, um, <laughs> I think it's great to start on Etsy. And then I think when you see like, oh man, we got a winner, winner, chicken dinner here. Or you decide, you know what, I'm going to actually start building this thing into an actual legit business. And not just a hobby where it's okay. If I make 20 bucks a month, like I want to make sure I make 200 bucks this month or $2,000 this month or $20,000. Then I think you have to start thinking forward. Like, okay, so I need to make sure that not only I have Etsy, but I also have my own website that way. Yes. If I violate something with Etsy, that way, if I accidentally do something on Etsy, that way, if Etsy, you know, puts into place an algorithm that really limits me that I still have a way of making money. And then I'm able to communicate with my clients. So I've always said Facebook and one other social media. And I will also say Etsy and your own website. I just Absolutely. think you have to, in order to protect your, in order to protect what you're building. Um, a million percent. So guys, you've now heard it from the authority. Okay. This isn't just me. This is what, and I've, and here's the deal. I've listened to you and I have built, I probably have eight streams of income. I can definitely count the seven right now, but I have listened to yeah. you and I'm on this. I'm built on the solid rock now. Um, yes. so, so amen you. sister. And that's biblical, you know, and it's biblical just for us to be wise in what God has, um, given to us to steward on the side of heaven. So if he has given you a business to steward wisdom is making sure that you're protecting the thing that you're building. It's, you know, that's why we all have, um, you know, insurance. <laughs> that's why we're right. all not eating candy bars 24 hours a day. Like I would kind of like to sometimes because I need to make <laughs> sure that I am keeping healthy, the thing that God's given me. And so if you've been, if you've been given a talent, God expects you to use it on the side of heaven. The Bible says he gives us wisdom to get wealth. Wisdom is protecting what you're building. And so that means do Etsy to the glory of God, like do it really well, make a bajillion dollars there, but also make sure you've got a backup plan and a backup plan to the backup plan and a backup plan to that backup plan, because that's what wisdom is. And that doesn't mean you're doing 10 different things. It just means that the one thing that you are getting known for, the one thing that you're doing really well, that people are able to find you from more than just one place. And they're able to buy from you in more than just one place. Yes. And so, yeah, there's that. Yes. Okay. I, I'm going to jump into this sooner than I wanted to, because, yeah. um, I feel like you've just opened this can of worms and I, okay. So your book fear is not the boss of you. I have recommended on this podcast to so many of my clients because it's a recurring theme. I mean, I can see why you wrote the book. I hear yeah. constantly, you know, there's, there's this fear of imposter, imposter syndrome. There's this fear of failure. There's a fear of success, the unknown. And, um, because we have never had anyone talk about this really in depth here on the podcast. Yeah. 
Could you chat about that just a little bit and what you're seeing with, with women and men and um, some of the ways that you would encourage them to, to take steps forward anyways? Yeah. Well, I mean, because our mind is, you know, our brain was developed by God to protect ourselves, right? So the whole, your, your brain is designed in order to, when you get to the edge of a cliff so that you're like, Hey, Jen, <laughs> step back girl. When you're staring into the face of the eye of an, you know, a lion that you maybe consider this probably isn't wisdom. And you back up like your brain is wired for protection. It's been wired for that from the very beginning of time, because God is super smart in how he wired us. So what happens though, is our brain is not able to tell the difference between I'm staring into the face of the lion, or I'm trying to decide if to hit go on this website. Like your brain can't understand the the fear difference. The fear of this is valid and you could die. The fear of this, just doing your first Facebook live feels like you could die, but you actually couldn't, you know what I mean? And so your brain can't actually figure out the difference. Same chemical soup is coming up. Yep. Exactly. So it's our jobs to be like, okay, I know this isn't a rational fear. I know that I won't actually die. If I start a business, I know I won't actually die. If I hit my first blog post, I know I won't actually die. If I put up a course for sale. It feels like I may, but logically I know that I won't, you know, more than likely, <laughs> I guess there's always if random things that can happen. Right? <laughs> yeah. And so, and so your job is to be like, okay, I, I actually, I'm scared. I feel the scared. I'm not going to tell myself not to feel scared because I'm, I f- I'm scared. Okay. And, and everybody's scared. Um, you know, and Nike wants to be like punch fear in the face. What does that even mean? That's so lame. Like, I don't even know what that means. And so what I would rather women do is just be like, okay, yeah, I'm scared. And so what? And so is everybody. Anyway. So yep. is everybody because the other, the other side of that is doing nothing and then living with regret and then living with what ifs and then living if, oh my gosh, you know, I wish that I would have, and you know, our financial situation is tight. And I wish that there was a way that I could help our family. You know, that's, that can be on the other side of it. So both things are hard. Both things are scary. And the truth is we get to, as humans pick which, which scary or which hard we want to do. And there's no shame in that. But, you know, just to, to not grow your business, to not start your own website, to not work on growing your business simply because you're scared. I mean, okay, so what keep going? Like I, and I don't mean to be harsh, No, but we have gotten to Lizzie to this point where as humans, especially in America, can I just say that we are so feeling focused. And, and we're forgetting about legacy and we're forgetting about leaving an inheritance to our children's children. And we're forgetting that there's a call of God on your life. And, and he knew that you would be scared when he called you. And so I just, I think that we, we bring fear into the equation so much and we need to, and it's not that we need to wait until we quit feeling fear. We just need to still do it while we're scared. And that's where faith comes in. And I think that's where obedience comes in. And I think that there's just so much power on the other side of that. I'm still scared all the time. I've got a launch coming up, as you know, in the next couple of weeks, will it be successful? Who knows? Am I scared because we've changed some things? Absolutely. (laughs) Am I nervous about, you know, the new things that we're putting in there a hundred percent, but I refuse to let that stop me. I refuse to let it because the truth is I, I deal with fear and anxiety and, you know, not anxiety at like a, you know, a level where it's like a diagnosis, but anxious feelings. Sure, um, sure. I have for, for as long as I can oh, show remember. me someone who doesn't please like right, for all of my life. And so I just, I refuse, <laughs> I refuse to let that be the thing that prevents me from putting one foot in front of the other. And, um, you know, you know how I feel too about the fact that I am obsessed with the fact that my husband and I have four beautiful children and, um, and I want to leave them with something, not just a business, not just money, but also just the example of 
you, there's going to be things God asks you to do that you're not going to be sure of, and you're not going to know how to do, and you're going to feel scared. And this is how you do it anyway. And I just, I don't know who's modeling that for our children because they're not learning that at school there. You know, I don't know that it's being talked about at church. They learn it at home. And so, um, you know, there's always going to be things that feel scary. Do it anyway. I think it's so helpful to contrast it to like, well, what if you don't? Like what the consequences would be. It helps so much, just like a little fast reset in your brain. Like, okay, but if I don't do this, what does it look like? It looks like continuing on in the insanity that you're in. Yeah, and both things are scary. And so, you know, we get to pick, you get to pick your scary. And, um, and so I think a lot of times, um, women in particular, they pick the path of least resistance, um, especially if they're women who've experienced a lot of trauma in their life. And, you know, I talk about that in your coaching because women who've gone through a lot of trauma will always look for the safest, what feels safest, what feels safest, what feels safest. And so the safest, a lot of times is continuing to work for somebody they don't want to. The safest is I'll just stay here on Etsy and not build my other thing. Cause that feels scary. The safest is I'm not even going to tell anybody about my business because my sister-in-law may be like, well, who does she think she is? You know? So a lot of times women, especially have gone through trauma, they'll pick the safest route, which is not always going to be the route that builds your business and brings you the financial results from your business that you want for it too. So, you know, there's, I'm always a proponent of getting into some good counseling and figuring out how, you know, where, where that thing is coming from and how you can let God heal that spot in your heart so that you can like get on with your life. Cause there, there's lots of things that need to be done on this side of heaven, Lizzie. And there are a lot, I did a podcast myself. Um, uh, it was at the end of last year, just about not missing the window, because I think that we all have windows of opportunity. And right now there's such an open heaven over women who are in business in the online space. So yes. that was for every single person who is listening right now to this podcast with your Etsy shop. I mean, there is open opportunities for you like never before. Don't miss the window out of fear. Yep. My Lord have mercy. I mean, I would, I, how many of you think like, gosh, I wish I had bought like Tesla stock when it was 10, <laughs> when it was 10 cents. That's a bad example. Cause I don't even know if it was ever, it Bitcoin. wasn't ever 10 cents, but you know what I mean? How many of you, like you think to yourself, gosh, I wish I'd gotten on Twitter when the first 10 people did, you know, or I wish that I'd been doing this. And so same thing, like, don't wish that you had grown your business online like the, the window is now, like it is wide open. And so figure out what it is you're scared of and figure out how you can convince yourself to do things in spite of your fear. Okay. So what about, this is such, um, such a good opening for this question. I really wanted to ask you kind of about legacy and this idea of, um, us thinking more long-term about our business, you know, like you said, and I hear it every day. So many Etsy sellers get in because someone's like, you should sell those cute earrings on Etsy or you should, that's how I got in there with my signs. It was a total fluke. And, um, it, you know, I, at first you're really just busy with the stuff, like figuring out your processes and your shop and everything. But then at some point you've got a business and you need to start thinking about, okay, how do I grow this? How do I protect this? How do I pivot it? So can you help maybe cast some vision for people who are just kind of hitting that stride um, sure. and, and like that long, longer term vision? Yeah. So I have a chapter in Fears Not the Boss of You um, that talks about how God will often use like gateway drugs <laughs> um, to like, to just get people kind of me. into, well, so for me, like I always knew I had a painting company for 17 years, but I always knew it wasn't about the painting. I, I was good at the painting. I was good at getting us painting work. I was good at being able to 
to envision, you know, what it was, but I always had the sense that there was something bigger, something different, something more outside of that. I knew that God used my painting company to get me into the houses of people who had a lot of influence, who opened a lot of doors for me, who um, were able to speak into my life. And he also opened doors where I was able to speak into the lives of my clients. So, you know, there was people that'd be like, um, you know, I know you don't know me, but would you pray for my family while you're here? You know, that sort of thing would happen. Yeah. So I always knew, okay, the painting is just a gateway drug. It's how God is getting me connected to these people and to these people and, and how he's building my audience because people are attracted to the painting piece of it. But I knew that that wasn't the thing, if that makes sense. Yes. Completely. So God really used that as a way to get an audience and people on my email list and, and, and listening to me because, um, I always did my social media with a lot of, it wasn't just, Hey, look at my, you know, beautiful thing that I just painted. It was, um, I just painted it. Let me show you how I painted it. Let me show you why I painted it. And there was always that factor. So when God started shifting me into the coaching, which again, never in a million years, Lizzie, the way that I started coaching was do you remember back in the day, did you have an answering machine? Oh answer- yes. Okay. Where does it sit in your house? Our sat in the kitchen. Yes. In the kitchen next to the TV across from the table. Yes. Yep. So I walk into the kitchen one day after, you know, going to pick up ladders or whatever out in the field. Oh, look at that. My eyelashes are stuck to my sweater. <laughs> Y'all need the, I literally had on YouTube. fake lashes this morning. Cause I was making reels on Instagram and look at that. It looked like you just had more leopard print over there. Yeah. Nope. Those are actually my eyelashes just like that. Okay. Fabulous. Um, we're going to have to remember that when we, <laughs> That'll be awesome. I'll, I'll post about it on my Instagram story. I, I, I want to keep it. Yeah. <laughs> so I can remember walking in the kitchen and the answering machine light is blinking. And I can remember playing this message. And it was a woman in Florida and we lived in Kansas city. And she said, I know you don't know me, but I'm wondering if you would coach me. And I remember thinking, what the heck? should we coach her? Like, what is that even? I don't even know what a coaching thing is. And funny story. Now we actually own a second home in Florida. I think God's so cool how he does things. And, um, but then like, I got a DM, you know, a couple of weeks later from a lady, like, Hey, I know that you're building the heck out of your social media. Like, would you ever consider teaching me how to do it? And I'm like, I'm not a teacher. Like, what are people asking? And so literally I think God will, he'll drop little nuggets of like the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And so, and I just kept kind of going, Oh, well, okay. Like, I don't know what the heck I'm doing, but let, I guess, I guess I can try to teach you. I guess I can try Let me start this little paid group thing. And, and so there was constantly just like the doing the thing, the, the next thing that was kind of in front yes. of me. Um, but it was just, God was leading me to that. So there was definitely a shift from the painting, which was the gateway drug into the coaching thing. And I'm guessing a lot of your women have that same thing. Like, um, they're doing something right now and they maybe are feeling like, but I know this isn't the final thing. I, I know that, you yeah. know, making, um, these adorable wall hangings or signs or whatever, it isn't the last thing. I feel like there's going to be something more. Let God use that though, to pivot you. And so then here's where the magic happens, Lizzie, when you realize, okay, I've got this skill that God gave me and I love it. And I'm doing this thing and I'm building this thing, but this is not long-term going to be, you know, scalable. Like I knew in my painting company that if we were going to make more money, which I wanted to do, I either had to like hire a bunch more women and do a bunch more houses and really raise the rates to an unrealistic level. Or I had to figure out a way because I didn't have any more hours in the day. I didn't have any more energy. You know, we had three kids to try to lug more paint places. So I had to figure out a way of doing it better. And what I realized is, okay, the internet is such a magical place. What if I taught people how to paint in their own houses. And those are the DIY videos you're talking about. Yes. Like, cause I can only paint in the houses of people in Kansas city, unless they fly me to their house. 
you know, which isn't very realistic for most people. So what if I just did a bunch of videos and I teach people how to paint on their own? Well, that's what went gangbusters. And we made a hundred thousand dollars in 14 months off DIY videos that I didn't even send you in the mail. You bought it. And I just sent you like, at first it was a YouTube link, a private YouTube link. Yes. This is how you paint your kitchen cabinets. This is how you paint your garage doors to look like wood. And, it, and that was when I was like, ding, 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 ding. Oh my gosh. Like I made this video once the, the garage door video on how to paint your garage door. So it looks like real wood. We sold over $10,000 of that video in the course of a year. And it was, um, an 11 minute long video, Lizzie, that my 12 year old son filmed for me. Um, <laughs> it was so bad. I'm going to tell you all your listeners this because you're waiting for it to be perfect and it's never going to be perfect. So let me tell you how bad and janky my first video was. So our oldest son, Noah was videoing me. We were getting ready to leave on vacation the next day and I'm a pale person. So I had went and gotten a spray tan and you know how, when you get a spray tan, like you, you shower it off before bed or whatever. Well, I hadn't showered it off yet. So literally I'm orange, I'm orange in the video. I look like an Oompa Loompa and I'm showing him how to paint garage doors. Well, the house was new construction built right next. Have you never heard the story? It's so oh, totally. It's, it's right next to a field. And we live in Kansas city where the sound of cicadas in the summer is like screaming. Have you ever, do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I'm from Chicago. Yes. It's a deafening noise, the sound of cicadas. And people are like Googling right now, what is a cicada? They like scream and they rub their little legs together and they're in the trees. And, and so it's, it's, it's the sound of summer in the Midwest, but it's also very annoying when you're trying to record a DIY video with your orange skin. So it's literally like 11, it's 10 to 11 minutes long. My, you know, teenage boy, he's not even a teenager yet, recorded it next to a field where the cicadas are screaming and, and it was bad. And we sold $10,000 of it. So when ladies are like, oh, it's gotta be perfect. No, it doesn't. It, it does not have to be perfect. And when people think that they're not a teacher, yeah, but you have a skill you could teach. Yeah. And when you can figure out how do I build a business that requires less of me, which is what we are currently, you know, doing. We have a product line for Jennifer Allwood Home. We've got um, other coaches who are coming in and helping me in all of my coaching programs now. So one, how do I build a business that's less dependent on me? And number two, how do I build something that's scalable? Because all of your listeners who are on Etsy right now, there's they're making something, selling it, making something, selling it, making something, selling it. How are you going to ever scale that to the level that perhaps some of your listeners want to? Yes, You're not going to be able to do that long-term at the level you want. And the truth is, if you get called in for jury duty for the next six months, then what? You're not making, so you're not making money. And I knew that that was the position we were in too. So when I shifted to teaching people how to do what I did, that's when we were really able to go like, holy smokes, ding, ding, ding. This is like, this is where the magic happens. And so I'm always telling the creatives that come through any of my programs, like, look, if you you know, paint watercolors, like start teaching people how to paint watercolors or have a watercolor course, have a watercolor paid group, give people, you know, PDF files that they can watercolor, but figure out a way to make money in your business that is not dependent on you being the one that's physically doing all the work. And if yes. you can do that, figure out how to scale it, you know, and how to take yourself out of it, then you have something you can actually leave to your children and your children's children. I'm, this is, it's, this is so exciting because I don't want to just help my listeners and my clients build an Etsy shop. Like, yes, that's a great starting point. It's a really, there's easy entry, right? Low, low barrier to entry. Let's get you going. But I want to yep. cast vision. I want them to think bigger, long-term yep. legacy. And this is, this is perfect. So, um, okay. So you, and they've heard this before, but I'm telling them again, you have been my, my business coach for 10 years now. You are my most trusted person. I'm always mm -hmm. telling people like, 
honey, you're saying you don't have enough time. So stop scouring the internet for the next guru. Pick someone who knows what they're talking about for your, what you want to do. You're brilliant. Yeah, you be loyal to them. Be loyal to them. Listen to one person because otherwise you're going to waste a ton of time searching. You're going to waste a ton of time dissecting between conflicting information. So you are my, you are my person. And that is why I have done all of yours. That's why I have been in your inner circle forever. That's why I'm in your mastermind program. That's why I take your courses. That's, that's just ridiculous. So you're, well, you're welcome. And thank you because you've changed my life, ma'am. So well, <laughs> I remember feeling that about my coach as well, that just, yeah, I couldn't thank them enough just because they just showed me it a different way and, and they believed that I could do it. And, um, so, yes. so thank you. Cause I hope I've passed that to you that I hope well, you are doing it. So yeah. So I know you believe that you can 1 do it. million it's, percent. You better yeah. believe I'm going to stay in your earbud telling you what's going Amen. on because it's exciting, but I want yes. that. See, here's the thing. I am a no scarcity person. There is enough room at the table Amen. to pull these women, especially up so that they can like, they can, they can partner with God. They can create the life of their dreams. And so, um, I know you have a course coming up and a lot of these women are ready for it and they need to start thinking more legacy. They need to start thinking. And by the way, I think my best podcast episodes, the questions I get the most often are about creating passive income and you're not going to just do that selling on Etsy. So when you're ready to take that step, you have got to start learning some of these other skills. So I would really love if you wouldn't mind, Jen, just for a minute or two, can you tell them about the program that's coming out? Because I think it's your best. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding? Thank you. (laughs) And ask me. Yeah. I think, and especially for someone who's just coming in, you know, now the, the mastermind's the best, right? You getting to work with you and your team is, I still pinch myself. Um, but, but for someone getting started, this is really important. So could you talk about that for yeah. just a few minutes, tell them? Absolutely. So it's called our better way program. It used to be called creators roadmap years ago. I think that's when you probably first took it because we were talking to like creators, like business owners about the roadmap to like, you know, strategy and success and scalability. And I've gotten away from that name and we've renamed it the better way program. We've completely redone it. And I just, I absolutely love how we now have it structured. So essentially we're teaching people the eight different main ways of making money on the online space. Are there other ways perhaps, but there are eight different ways. So we teach you how to do a course from beginning to end. We teach you how to do membership sites from beginning to end. How, if you have a blog to add ads on there, how to work with companies like Hobby Lobby, Pier One, TJ Maxx, companies that I worked with, you know, for years, how to get paid um, to do reels on Instagram. So we've got eight different modules of eight different ways of making money in the online space. And not that everybody should be doing all of them, but again, wisdom is that you don't put all of your eggs into one basket. So what we found is that people were going out and they were taking a course on courses and taking a course on membership sites yes. and taking a course on blogging. And so this is all of those things in one course, because you know, um, how I feel about options, Lizzie, I talk about options a lot. I, and options are, I don't want to work for somebody else where I have no options. I want to work for myself. <laughs> options are, I want to have enough money in the bank that I can make decisions for me and my family that feel right and feel good that, you know, nobody else can tell us, you know, kind of what to mm-hmm. do. Apparently I have an issue with authority since my book is literally <laughs> called fear is not the boss really? of you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I really, I promise you, I don't, but I like, and you know what, Lizzie, I've, I realized the other day, part of it is from my upbringing. I think I saw my mother not have a lot of options and I don't think I ever like cognitively said to myself, that will not be me. But I think I just always knew that options were going to be important to me because I saw her have 
limited, if that makes sense. And so when you grow up in that, I think it just, you either follow in that same path or you go a completely different direction where you're like, I just, I know that I have to have something different. So options are important to me. So the, there's eight different ways of making money in the online space. We literally have a quiz where we tell people like, take this quiz. If you don't know, in fact, could I just give them that link? I know it's ridiculous. I will put all of it in the show notes. Okay. Okay. So our, cause I think the quiz is so much fun. So it's at jenniferallwood.com slash quiz. And it's just, it's quick. It's like 25 questions. And it will ask all of the ladies that, you know, have Etsy shops, like, do you like taking photos? Do you like people? Are you an introvert or an extrovert? Cause I'm totally an introvert. And it will ask you like, do you like being in front of the camera? How do you feel about Instagram? It's going to ask you questions like that. And then based on your answers, it's going to tell you, okay, of the eight ways of making money online, this is the one you should focus on first. Cause wow. you're actually more suited for this than for this. And so I think people get into this mindset. Okay. Well, if I want to do what Lizzie's done, if I want to do what Jennifer's done, if I want to grow something like Lizzie has, like, I guess I need to figure out how to have a podcast, but I hate talking. Like I would never tell somebody to do that. There are options for you to grow your business to a large magnitude without you having to be the face of it, without you having to do a bunch of things you don't want to do. I mean, we got to get past the shoulds. There's all sorts of ways of, um, you know, I used to say skinning a cat. That is actually not the right. What is actually the word? It's not, oh no, I'd say slicing a cat. It is skinning a cat. But (laughs) one time on my own podcast, I said slice a cat. And now I'm like, every time I say it, I'm like, okay, what is it actually? Skin slice. I know, I just don't want to do it rad. So there's lots of ways of doing things. So our better way program is like, here are eight ways of making money online. Start with one. We're going to teach you how to do the one beginning to end. And so um, they can go to betterwayprogram.com and get on the wait list for when we send out an email saying we're open. Um, and then later on when it'll be open in March to, to sign up to do that program with us. So it is my, um, I think I, the thing I'm most proud of that we offer, because I think it provides women with um, number one strategy, number two um the wisdom of how to decide like which of those ways is best for you. And then beginning to end on all of them. And this way you don't have to go buy eight different courses. You've got it all right there. We hold your hand in all of the Q and A's and all of the things. And, um, and so we actually may or may not (laughs) have like a whole like launching component with it this time, Lizzie. And so I'm super proud of it. So thank you for asking me about it because, um, I'm excited excited to release it into the world. Again, this will be our sixth launch and I'm in the course of the last couple of years. So we're super excited. No, it's, it's spectacular and worthy of all of the accolades. And, and see, here's the thing is that there's a million courses out there. There are so many experts, but you're the expert for the creative space, which is perfect for someone who's already an Etsy seller, already in that space. Yes. You're the right coach because otherwise they're going to be in there learning alongside of people who are dealing with completely different skill sets and it's just yeah. not going to align as well. Right. And so that's why I was like, Jennifer, please, I need my people need this. They're trying to grow. Um, and yeah. then I, can I just I tag heard... on to that for just a yeah. second? Oh, because please. I, I love that you brought that up because my mind is very much still the, the artist, the decorator, the painter, the creative. And yes, now I coach, which requires a different discipline, but I'm constantly having to like reel in my creative brain, you know, because it's very chaotic, Lizzie. And so yeah. we set up the course for the woman who is also very chaotic, whose brain is going a million miles a minute for the woman who perhaps has a lot of little kiddos who also like me has a very short attention span, um, who just not, doesn't need a lot of fluff. I just need like, tell me what the heck to do. And so we set the course up for that woman. So like every one of our videos, there's a, there's a lot of videos in every one of the modules, but each of them is like less than 10 minutes long because like I, 
a lot of your girls are probably in the thick of still raising kids and they're driving back and forth to soccer practice and they're flipping laundry. And at least you could be watching something and learning what you need to do next in your business while you're also managing the home, while you're also running kids, while you're also just sitting at the nail salon. And so we've really tried to keep the creative brain in mind, which is why we also, one last thing I'll say, um, I'm a visual learner. I'm very visually stimulated. And a lot of your makers are the same way. That's why they make, because they're visually, they learn that way. They appreciate things that are pretty. And so if you are a visual learner, we have a lot of, and here's how you actually set up the, you know, course on Kajabi or whatever, how you put the ad on. And, um, I have the really techie ladies on my team who have made those recordings. Um, you know, them as Nell and Jenna, because they're the techie parts and that's not me. Um, but we try to also just teach what you need to do, but then show you how you do it so that you're not left to try to Google YouTube, all of the things. So we made it with the creative woman in mind. It's perfect because again, the question I get every day is Lizzie, can you show me step-by-step? Can you hold my hand? And that is exactly what people are looking for. So now Jennifer, I heard that this year there's this really cool and um, um, the revenue ramp up. It's this piece that people can kind of get a little bite size. They can kind of, can can we share about that? I didn't know. Are we able to share that here too? Yes. Okay. So, um, your listeners can go to the revenue ramp So essentially we have a five day, um, it's not totally free it's, but it's a minimal charge, uh, workshop coming up. And, and over the course of the five days, we're going to be talking about making money in the online space, the options that you have, what you need to be doing, and also what you should not be doing, trying to give people real clear takeaways on how they could be shifting some things in their business and adding some things, to their business and taking some things out of their business so that their revenue can go up. Because here's one of the things that I've noticed, um, Lizzie, that a lot of people have grown up with or bought into you, um, that, you know, we're supposed to work hard, right. And, and working hard is biblical working hard is fabulous. Working hard is great. But for some reason in America, we associate working hard with working long. And so we think that in order for business to be successful, we got to be putting in 40, 60, 80 hours a week. And a lot of women will walk away from their business from the potential of even making money. Cause they're like, I don't have that capacity. So listen, I like, I have zero desire to work that kind of, I, I work four days a week and I work from nine to three when my kids are gone to school the rest of the time. I mean, do I answer emails at night and do voxers and things? Of course. But I'm not even in the office Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. So you can have a thriving business without working a bajillion hours a week. So in um, the revenue ramp up, we're talking about how you can work smarter. What do you need to put into place that's smart? What do you need to take out that is no longer smart in your business so that you're actually making more, but in less time. So they can go to therevenuerampup.com and sign up for that. And so it is um, a five-day workshop that we are super duper excited about. I think it's perfect because they can really get a sense of, um, are you the right coach for them? Do they enjoy your style? They can just start getting their appetite wet a little bit. And you guys, seriously, if you do this, please like DM me or email me so I can cheer you on. Like, let me support you. Like maybe we need to, maybe I'll start a little Facebook group for you guys or something so we can, you know, mastermind a little more. Well, why not? So you guys let me know. I I, like, I want to know if you're, if you're going that route, I will support you. Um, and all of these links, I promise you, as always, they will always be in my show notes. You guys know I'm a bit of a show note queen. Uh, but Jennifer, you're also a blast to just follow. <laughs> um, you. you have a great podcast. You have great social media. Where are your favorite places for listeners just to come hang yeah. out? 
follow. Well, so it used to be, if you'd asked me three or four years ago, I would have said Facebook, but mm-hmm. now I'm like, if you're listening to a podcast, go listen, you can find my podcast, the Jennifer Allwood show, but send me a DM on Instagram. Let me know that you came from Lizzie too. I would love that. Cause I always like to know where new people come from, but I spend a lot of time every day in my DMS. I don't like to look at like my iPhone and see how much time I actually spend on my Instagram DMS. Um, cause it's more than I should, but I've also told the Lord, you know what, if I ever get to where I don't have the capacity to reach back out to people who have been kind enough to reach out to me, like I don't deserve the size of a platform any longer. And I mean that if I'm ever like so big that I can't even, you know, just see people and acknowledge them in DMS. And I can't, I can't do every DM because I get hundreds a day, but I try so hard to make people feel seen and to see heard in my DM. So let me know that you're, um, you came over from Lizzie's podcast. I would love to know that. And that's where I'm playing at the most is on Instagram. Do it Instagram. And it's safer than Facebook. I know. I know. And the other thing I wanted to tell you is actually in those early days, when I first learned about you, um, I DM'd you and you DM'd me back and you built trust with me so fast. And you've had a 10 year, very faithful client out of that. So thank you you for the, like the humility and the love for, for those of us out there trying to find our way to respond. It meant the world to me. I mean, (laughs) well, thank you. Thank you for seeing that. I try to do a decent job. We, and you know, there was a time when I tried to um, hire somebody to take care of my DMS and it just, it felt yucky. It felt, yeah. I'm like, I, I just can't, it doesn't feel like I'm staying, you know, in integrity. And so that was very short-lived. <laughs> I took it back over. <laughs> so. I'm so glad you told me that that's, I didn't, I, that's really interesting. I, I will not do that. I will less yeah. learned right now. <laughs> well, it just, yeah, because I'm like, the only way I'm okay with you doing that, if you, is if you like sign your name, so they know that it wasn't me and yes. Um, but it still just didn't feel right. Cause I'm like, wait, I didn't see, I wish I would have seen that message or I would have answered that differently. And I'm like, you know what, this is just, we're just not going to do this. It's I, it's not that I'm a control freak. It's just that I want to be the ones that my clients no, are, you know, that's, my authenticity. Are actually, that's not control. Yeah. That's, that's, that's you care. So, you know, yeah. So um, you. well, Jennifer, I I'm sad we're at the end, but I, I yeah. I'm well, overwhelmed I wanna, with gratitude. Like, thank you so much. I'm going to put you on the spot real quick though. I want to just pray over you and your business. If I can, ah. I just, as you were just talking, I'm like, let me just ask her if I can pray over her. And I know that may be very, if you want to clip this off at the end, you can, but I would love no. to just pray for you if I could, while I'm here. So, you know, yeah, I there's love people all over the map who listen to my podcast yep. and I just tell them that they're all welcome. And I'm, I've oh, been yeah. open about my faith, but like, yeah. I'm, I love all people and I can relate to anybody. So I would love that. And I'd right. like to invite them into Perfect. Yeah. Well, Father God, I just thank you so much um, for Lizzie. Lord, I thank you for the platform that you've given her. I thank you for the influence that you've given her. I thank you for the people that look to her and trust her. And Lord, I thank you for her loyalty, her steadfastness and her faithfulness in a world where those things are not always honored. Lord, I want to just honor her for being just a pillar and um, of all of those things. And so Lord, I just pray that her podcast would go even wider and it would go deeper, Lord, that she would get even deeper into her topics that the women that are listening need to hear and that um, her influence would go even wider, Lord. I'm just praying that you would um, extend her tent pegs and her influence and all of the things. And Lord, I'm praying just that you would bring um, even just more dollars into her business. And I'm praying that for every listener here as well, for every woman that's listening, I'm praying, Lord, just that they would see their Etsy um, shops and their little businesses as a real opportunity to just have a huge influence on their family, Father God, and a huge impact on their communities and, you know, huge influence, Lord, um, for the kingdom. And so, Lord, we're just praying for uh, just open heavens on these women who are here for businesses that continue to explode and grow. Lord, we pray that we are women of integrity who are able to handle um, the things that you're giving us to do on this side of heaven. And that we would represent you so, so well. And we're asking this in Jesus name. Amen.
Amen. Thank you so much. You're <laughs> welcome so much. Thanks for having me. Are you kidding me? This was a blast. My pleasure. And we will talk soon. All right. Thanks, Lizzie. <laughs> Bye. And that's a wrap on this episode of How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. If you're looking for more resources, head on over to howtosellyourstuff.com where you'll find podcast show notes, all the links from today's episode, the blog, courses, coaching, and more. If this episode was helpful to you, awesome. The greatest compliment I can receive from you is a rate, review, and subscribe on this podcast. Not only will it allow us to connect again on a future episode, it lets me know I'm providing you with value and helps other people find this content more easily. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for your support. Have a great day and see you next time.